0: Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. Welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing something that is kind of different, but something that Jessica and I both absolutely love
1: Con Life. Con Life. So con, whoever's not in the world, is just the life of conventions. And, you know, we are a podcast about fandoms and exploration, and that's exactly what con life is. Oh, con life is fantastic. And we have so much to say. But before we get started, we have a little disclaimer. So we did want to note that because of this topic and the experiences that we've shared, we might not be disclosing um, all of the individual people of the stories that we're going to be sharing i mean some people we will because there have also been topics um that were covered all over social media um but i also really want to keep my job so um i'm not going to be sharing certain names laura's not going to be sharing certain names we also do not want to like any slander or libel cases coming for us so that's kind of our quick disclaimer
0: now that we have that out of the way let's really dive in to con life and what it is, what you need to bring, what the experience is like, and how we got started. So I'll go first, because I started the convention life before Jessica, and I kind of roped her in.
1: So... Like with all things. Like... Like, and things. like in the best way possible. Again, the best way possible.
0: Uh, okay. So I moved to New Jersey. Yes, I moved to New Jersey. And... <laughs> It,
1: it, I feel like everyone's like what? <laughs>
0: what? Yeah, I moved to New <laughs> Jersey um and the place that I moved was really fantastic location because I was like an hour and a half from New York on the train and like an hour driving to Philly and that is just wonderful for a lot of reasons but for convention life it is just like the prime spot, right? So my first convention and Jess and I were talking about this, trying to figure it out. I am like 99% sure my first convention was New York Comic Con, which is a huge one to Talk be about your a heavy first. hitter. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh, I remember what I wore. I remember what my hair was like. Uh, Sam was with me, and I remember both of us falling asleep on the train afterward. Um, so in that convention, I didn't get any celebrity pictures, I got autographs. From Tom Felton and Carrie Fisher, RIP, and that it was just this whole it was this whole experience. So because of New York Comic Con, I got really invested in the con life. So I found the Cherry Hill uh, Deep Space Nine Star Trek twentieth anniversary like celebration, and for like two years, I went to the Cherry Hill Star Trek conventions, and they were. Not on the scale of New York Comic Con. They were just in a hotel and it was really, I mean, it was wonderful because these are the people that I like love and grew up with, but it was also really sad just because coming from New York Comic Con and the Jarvet Center and being in this like huge convention hall into a hotel was just really telling of the fandoms and like the money and kind of just the vibe. Like the vibe was very different, but I'm mentioning the Star Trek conventions because it was so important because I met while I was waiting in line for my photo ops. This man, this I don't know his name. You never found out his name I either, right? His name. <laughs> I never found out his name, but I, I was talking about how like how cool this is and how I would love to meet Shatner. That was that was the one. And he turned around and he was like, Well, have you heard about Wizard World? I was like, What? And this, <laughs> this man. He had red glasses, really long, like gray hair. Like, he was not a young man. He was um on on the bigger side, and he, but he had all of his like con stuff, all his material, like all his his essentials. And he is kind of wh- who I based like our con life off of. Like he, <laughs> he 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 had been in it for like so long. So I I took everything that he gave me and kind of just put it out there. So this man who I ended up seeing at all of the other conventions that I went to for all the years that I lived in New Jersey and we would see each other and like do the nod and like make eye contact and be like, hello, yes, but we never spoke again. (laughs) Just so weird.
1: But there was an acknowledgement like, I see you, right?
0: Yeah, like I see you, you see me, we see each other. And he told me about Wizard World Philadelphia and that's where I could go meet Shatner. And then going to wizard world philadelphia which like wizard world is my favorite con scene um from there i ended up roping in our very own jessica marie so jessica marie
1: tell me okay like no secret everything laura is like laura jessica you really like this i'm like yeah yeah i like it of course like it um it, it's its own world, and I think it's very different because, whereas Laura, you came from a household that completely embraced fantasy, completely embraced sci-fi, um, you had that you have that shared experience with your dad. I did not have that. I was very much a, you know, the way I was brought up is, unfortunately, there are stigmas that come with the con scene, the type of people that come with the con scene. And I never really understood it because to me and my heart, I go, but I like these people. I like these conversations. But the way I was raised, it was like, you you are who you hang out with. And on an ex- it was a very superficial of you are an extension of this family and what you enjoy, that's going to put a stigma onto this family. And I, and I hate that because it just reminds me of the plastics and mean girls, and they look a certain way on the outside, but they're not good at their core. And then you have stigmas for, you know, and, and it's a societal thing. It's not just my family. And I hated that. And of course, as I was older, I was like, no, like, that, that's, that's not a reflection on anybody. Why was this drilled into my head? So Laura brought me into the con scene, loved it. Great conversation. Um, because it's everybody's, there for the things that they love. And it's not just like, I, nobody's there because they casually like something. And I think that's what's really exciting about the con scene is that you're not just, oh, I watched an episode of blah, blah, blah. No, it's you binged something. And if you ever think, oh my gosh, I'm a little, like, if you, you're kind of... um self-conscious about how much you like something even whether there's a stigma that it's nerdy or you like it too much or you might be obsessed there's oh like the con scene is the place where it's like you thought you liked it it's almost a competition it could be considered an unhealthy competition for who's the bigger fan who's the truer fan and i also don't vibe well because just because you don't go to everything doesn't make you less of a fan um But it it was just, it was, it's an experience to say the the least. Nobody tells you how mentally and physically exhausting it is. And even when they tell you, you have to experience it because there is such thing as a mental exhaustion. Because you're waiting in lines all day. But you're also, it's a moment, um, especially coming, we grew up in Florida, like, who did we know? I mean, you actually, like, we actually did two people who are quote unquote famous now, uh, knew those people, but these are celebrities that we've looked up to or part of our favorite shows, and you kind of get to geek out over. Um, it, It's just such a cool experience because there is no scene but the con scene. And when we started, it wasn't what it is now, you know? Like, tickets could go, you could get tickets day of because things weren't selling out because it wasn't popular the way it's popular now.
0: And it didn't get popular until we'd been doing it for like four years, five years.
1: Easy. Yeah. Easily. Because we were vets by a certain time. Like you had even known who, Who Kitsy? Kitsy. Yeah. Kitsy from Celeb Photo Ops. Yeah. So like we start knowing who the who these people are and everybody has a preference. Some people prefer autographs and people prefer photos. Um, Sometimes it's, if you really like the person you get both. (laughs) Um, It really just depends on the experience that you're trying to get out of it. So you're talking about being mentally
0: and physically exhausted, which is exactly the perfect way to describe the con scene. So why is that? Well, it's because you are waiting in line so bigger cons, you wait in line for a longer period of time, obviously, because there's more people, but smaller cons, you wait, everything moves kind of faster and smaller cons. But the thing that you don't really understand until you experience it is when you're waiting in line, you're like, I'm going to meet this famous person. And you're like, I'm cool. I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be cool. It's not a big thing. I'm not nervous. No, but as you get closer, to the person, you get, <laughs> you get more and more nervous. And then if you're doing, um, like a photo op, you get into the curtain, right? Cause you're, you're waiting in line and, uh, there, everything is like curtains and blacked out. So you can't see. And then you, ha- you're like three people back and you step behind the curtain and you see the cameras
1: and you see the talent and you're just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. There's that exhilaration, especially when you're new to the continent, especially when you come from small towns the way we did. Like this is, you know, quote unquote, like not to be all city slickers, but this is like big city stuff that we, you know, these people that have been, we've been exposed to for years and people that we love and the shows that we love and whatever you associate that, that talent with, you're like that right there and if they're attractive you're like it's not even you know i feel like i'm a stone with ryan gosling and crazy stupid love where she's like it's not even fair you're real like you really look you look better in real life that's not that's not fair and you have like a moment of of disconnect
0: too because you're like oh my god this is actually happening like you know, and and people say like you should never meet your idols and I could not disagree with that more. Like Correct. I think you should meet your idols because it, it gives you uh like a, a really good perspective on like if you vibe with them or not. And it is very clear like right away if you are vibing with somebody or not in a photo op situation, maybe not so much in autographs, but in a photo op situation because their energy is contagious. And mm-hmm. if their energy is down, then you're just like weird and awkward but if their energy is like high and they're having fun and you know things are just like super chill then you're like that too and they put you at ease and it's it's so different like everybody's different every person is different but as a fan no matter how many times you've done it there's always that your heart is always beating faster and you're always just a little bit sweaty because it's real (laughs) and it's happening and it's so so cool
1: and because of that vibe, you can, t- you can tell the people who are there because they love fans. They love the human interaction. They, they genuinely, yeah, it's a payday, but they're having fun doing it. Right. And then you have other people who you can tell they're just ready to make their money and leave. They don't care. I remember the one that I bought you a a photo, an expensive photo, not expensive, but it was more than the table photo op um, for one person. And you had missed the time and you were like, Hey, but like, can I, you you already have my money. I already paid more. Can I just do a selfie? Um, Here's my ticket. You can take it. Like, I am not, I have no ulterior motive. And he was a dick and he wasn't like you know you were saying like oh never meet your idols one he wasn't an idol but two i think it shows how you want to support that person in the future you know um and that that's one of the things that i really like about cons is my that takeaway of like how are they with people then you have some talent um who are really good with the fans and they're actors so you you know they know how to act they're great towards other people and then behind the scenes they're pieces of shit oh yeah
0: and we we should point out that uh there's a lot going on in conventions there's celebrity photo ops there are autographs there's artist alley which is where the comic book like uh drawer you know inkers and like
1: all sorts of that stuff. All where the fan art, the, the, the physical fan art you can yep. find. That's all there.
0: And then there's... Panels. Yep, the panels, which are which can go either way, right? A panel can be super fun or it can just fall flat. And that is also on the moderator. And that's oh, the... Yeah. The moderator is really important. That's on the, the vibe of the actors. And that's also on kind of the crowd that's there. So there's panels. And then there's like merchandise tons and tons of booths with merchandise and there's also like food stalls and like drink stalls
1: and stuff and then the bigger picture is how the the organization and management of a con there have been cons and we'll we can we'll get into it later in this episode that have Nobody was prepared for the influx of people. Um, You know, there's shifting dates. You have people who've tried to run cons as this was their first large event. And I I think of Rhode Island Comic Con specifically, the first time we went, we were like, well, we're only going for Saturday. But we had arrived to Rhode Island a day, not even a day early. We just, we made good timing. So we said, let's go check out the venue before we go see our friend. And thank God we did, because come Saturday, the mess that, that first year was or whatever we were at least able to navigate day 2 because we had gotten a feel for the land on day 1.
0: Well, and let's let's talk about that because that there is a quality when it comes to conventions and it doesn't really matter the space. I mean, the space does help, like obviously, but if you are well organized and you mm-hmm. are ready, it shows. And when you're not, oh my gosh! So Rhode Island Comic Con for for like example was split into like two different places within the yeah. same building, and you had to go up like a flight of stairs and then go through a breezeway to get, and it took forever. It took forever. It took forever. And there and the planning of like sometimes. You want to go to a panel, but you can't because you have like an autograph and you have times. You can't just show up. So you are timed for like photo ops. You have to be there at a certain time. The way that Rhode Island Comic Con was like you were running back yeah. and forth between this this huge breezeway and stairs and let there's so many people there. And you're like, really, this is all obviously pre COVID. And you're like, everybody's touching each other. And you're all trying to get out of your way. And it was just this huge thing. And then they would come on announcements and be like, Oh, well, this person doesn't want to be Oh, I I remember this, this person doesn't want to be with the rest of the cast. So they've moved their autograph booth to a different
1: side of the convention hall. And they do that over the loudspeaker. But you can't hear that. And that particular con was taken at the arena, which is connected to the convention center, which is also connected to a hotel. Um, But the arena, it's where they play hockey. So everything's echoing. You can't hear anything. You're freezing. You're, uh, I mean, but, you know, you're freezing. But at the same time, when more people get there, you're like, thank God this isn't a hockey ring because I'd be sweating. You know, and again, that goes with the con bag, too, that we discussed. We haven't discussed yet. But, like, you got to, you have to be layers Layers are going to be your friend when it comes to the con scene.
0: So the convention that I feel like was the absolute worst, and I Jess, I, I know that you feel the same way was. Oh, I already know where you're going. Do you want to say the name of it? You could go. Uh, it was Walker Stalker Con in Jersey, and it was a flaming hot logistical mess.
1: So the specific, I mean, granted, we've all know that that particular con has like gone down the tube so we could openly say that they have been reported to the better business bureau multiple times um so this is pre all of that but this was also the height of um Walker stalker, which show The Walking Dead. So this was forever ago. It was before that was the day, whatever year it was, you said you were moving to Germany. And I was like, I'm so happy for you. And I was so happy for you, but I was like crying when I got home. I was like, I'm losing my best friend. And clearly that didn't happen. So <laughs> um but what happened was Ian Summerholder was on his photo ops and his everything was gonna be on a Saturday or on a Sunday. And um and then obviously you had like Norman Reed like usually with the cons, especially for a smaller con that's only over like a two day weekend, you have you have your headliners, just like you would at your like a festival concert. You have your two main draws for each day. Well, whatever happened, Ian could not do it on Sunday anymore. He had to do it on Saturday. So The convention said, look, we know a lot of people are here for, you know, a lot of people had photo ops for Ian. We will honor your ticket, your Sunday ticket for Saturday, as opposed to getting a refund, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's happy. Problem was the space. You have two very different demographics audiences. You have the Vampire Diaries audience. You have the um walking dead audience and you have that you initially had them on two separate days essentially and now you have them all under one roof in one day <laughs> there's just no space logistically there's no space people were in a underground parking garage it was a mess we had decided we literally had only decided to go to this con because we knew getting the ticket to the con and Ian's photo op was less expensive Than going to another convention brand, Creation Entertainment. So we're like, let's be practical about this. So we did. It was a mess. It's also the infamous con that Norman Reedus got bit at during his
0: photo op. I cannot, I cannot (laughs) emphasize enough how terrible this was. So there were so many people, and they, the lines for your photo ops. Like in in theory would be able to like hold enough people, but there were so many people there that the lines were curving around. Okay, there are ways to manage that, but the space they didn't they didn't move the space
1: like they, they didn't, didn't move the space. They didn't communicate, so you everybody was hovering mm-hmm. because yeah. and they were like, "Oh, you need to space out," essentially. But then they weren't communicating, so. How are you going to get that information when your op was going to be? And as Laura said, you only have a window. If you don't go to that window, you're SOL. And the
0: lines in that con, the photo op lines, backed up right against all the food vendors. So you had the people that were buying food. Do you remember that? The people that were buying food behind you, and then you were like waiting in line. And then on the right of that was like a paintball kind of zombie like haunted house thing where there were like screams and like flashing lights and everything so people were screaming about the photo ops like you know you know this person now and this person now and like wait here in this line because it's all taped you know there's like line tape on the floor so you're in the like right spot and nobody can hear anything and it was just it was just the worst it was the worst ever and i think We got our photo ops. We picked up our pictures and we just left because it was was awful. And when we left, I don't know if you remember this. I remember that when we left, they had been holding people outside (gasps) because they were at capacity. God,
1: I completely forgot they were at capacity. And -hmm. then you had that whole uproar saying, how do you how do you sell tickets, refusing refunds Mm -hmm. and not letting them into the con?
0: Yeah. So then like we left and, you know, we're just two people and then they would let two people in and they were doing it that way. And, but they, and those people were like, but we have our photo op times. It's like, yeah, but you can't go in. And there's people that are in there just like loitering and like enjoying con life because that's what cons are. But there's a line of people that can't get in the building and
1: oh, it was just the worst. It's the worst. It was the worst. I mean, clearly it didn't get any better because the company folded.
0: This is true. This is true.
1: Uh so Jess, if that's our worst con, what is your best con? Oh, okay. They're the best for different reasons. So New York Comic Con was my first con or maybe and that in kind of wizard world when we first started conning together because I think there is a typical um I don't know People have a certain style when it comes to cons. You get to wear all your fan merch. You get to like, this is where you get to, to kind of hype everything up. And Laura and I, we were like, we want our photo ops. We want to look cute. We, like, we we kind of like, we just, we would get done up. We would, we I mean, months of planning of what do you think about this as a con dress? And we said, that's a nice dress, but it's not con level like that's that's how we um kind of prepped for it um we just leaned into it because we know that our photos were going to be immortalized by ourselves nobody else it was just this is a moment for us that we wanted to you know feel like we wanted to feel pretty um so that was always fun and i wizard world i always like they seem to pull some of the better people than at like the bigger cons um i think my first photo op with No. Okay. So New York Comic-Con was my first one because I had just caught up with Doctor Who. Loved John Bowerman. Like he was my first, like that was my first intro into sci-fi and fantasy, not including Harry Potter that I really, I remember telling again, this is another thing that Laura got me into you guys, you all, I'm trying to be better about (laughs) my plurals. Um, So it was just another thing. Where I, and I would ask so many questions, especially with Doctor Who. I don't get it. This doesn't make any sense. Laura just said, you got to go with it. You, get, you can't ask questions. And I was just trying to break everything logically down. And she said, no, you can't. You can't do that. If you keep doing that, you're not going to get the experience that you need to. So meeting John Barrowman was amazing, and if anybody who listens follows him or knows anything about him, he's the prime example of what he he could be a one man con. He could do his panels, he can interact. He's, you know, especially when he became good friends with Stephen Amell, he would be moderating Stephen's panels. He's the person who's going. I remember one time, um, he found an extra bottle of wine for me because I went to one of the the, the the parties, and I was like, the we're out of one. And he goes, I got you. Like he's just that he's that person. Um so that will always be something special. But I think the best con is probably the supernatural con, right? What would you say? I love the
0: supernatural con. The supernatural con was top tier, and I think that has to do with the vibe of everybody, with who we were with, with what we were doing. And yeah, the, the supernatural con is really, really up there as an absolute favorite con, which is really funny because it's not a big one. It is, you know, it's only the supernatural TV show. There is nothing else there, and um, got yeah, it was fantastic.
1: And I think it's a good example for me what you were saying from the Star Trek con, where you were saying you know it was in like the sad dinky hotel, the this. The Supernatural Con was in, it was like in a Hilton or a Marriott. Like it wasn't in any elaborate four seasons. It's just a, it's just a hotel with a ballroom. Everything is so organized. Um, And that was really, it's really fun because there's always something to do. You have the itinerary. They're also really good about not overlapping things. So if you wanted to attend a panel, you could also get a photo op. And usually if there's a photo op happening, they're do, like the, the, quote-unquote panel that's going on is like a fan q a or um a fan like they're doing fan trivias or showing fan art or like fan youtube videos that people had submitted leading up to that weekend so um that was that was definitely i mean between the three of us that went great energy I don't know how, I still don't know how we were hung over. Maybe it's just because we never sobered up. Um, it, it was great. And like you said, just the vibe of the people, because if you said, oh, this is my first, this is my, not even, this is my first con. This is my first supernatural con. Pe- you're just immediately embraced, right? Like people are excited for you. And that's what's so great about certain fandoms, that there isn't this judgment of oh you just started it you know it's oh yay somebody else that'll love what we love and I thought that maybe that's that that impacts us a lot with what we're doing with the podcast we're like we just want to share everybody just share with us please more people
0: I remember specifically there was a girl that was in front of us in line for the uh, Jared and Jensen um, photo op and. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but she was the crying so, girl. She was crying. She was so nervous. <laughs> right. So nervous. And and like, we, we like really embraced her. We're like, it's okay. Like, calm down. Like, what do you need? Like we, we had our con bags. We were ready. We're like, what can we do for you to like, make you feel comfortable? And like, this is what you're going to expect. And that the supernatural con and to an extent, the supernatural fandom, maybe not so much now, but then very much so is is so welcoming and so wonderful and so lovely and just just a, a big family and it that that con was was the one that made me really appreciate panels because yeah. of the way just of the way that the panels were set up and also just the way that the talent interacts with everybody specifically that Mark Shepard doesn't sit on the stage. And just like answer oh. questions, Mark Shepard takes I the microphone that. and paces around the room
1: and goes up and down the aisles. It's unsettling for somebody. You're like, because then he'll answer the questions, even if you if you you didn't have to ask the question, but he'll answer directly to you. That's always like oh. And
0: it's such a nice change of pace from somebody just being like very wooden, like sitting on the stage. And also the Supernatural Con, um, you know, there was there was karaoke that one oh, night yeah. that we were there.
1: How about I mean, t- uh, g- granted, everybody has different financial backgrounds, but the way people would bid on sweaty cast members shirts and they would they're like, up, oh, and then they would just look. To whoever guard, because it's all ages, it's all ages. And then they would just look at their parent or guardian or whoever they brought and they go, So we owe $550 now. (laughs) And you know, and they're great. And you know what I think is, it's also very telling of the cast itself. You can tell talent who get along off screen. And it just, you can tell that they have a great dynamic on screen, like just the chemistry that, that cast in general has you have like, they're the ones who are hosting it. It's not some professional moderator. It's somebody from the cast or they have karaoke night, like you were saying. And if the, and if the talent is in the hotel and they don't have anything going on, they'll just join you on stage. They don't have to because it's, they already, they're already contracted. They already have things like their guarantee of what they're getting paid it doesn't matter. They don't have. They could just show up. They're getting paid regardless. So the fact that they are willing to be that interactive, it, it just makes the whole experience. It really does. I- I'm laughing because I'm thinking of
0: uh, the the song that everybody was singing. Where's Misha? Oh
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Where's Misha? I don't
1: know. I don't, I don't care.
0: <laughs> it was wonderful. That was such a just wonderful, fantastic con, and we got some great pictures out of that, and just. Uh, and and our enthusiasm about that um, fandom and that con encouraged another one of our friends to go to her first con, her first Supernatural
1: con. Oh yes, alone, alone. She went alone because she was so like, look, you're you're you know up north. Laura's in Germany. I don't, I want to go. I just binged the show, and we just kept saying like, you should go because. Especially if you're by yourself. Somebody's going to completely embrace you to be like, I got you. We're going to do this together. They're excited for you. And somebody's going to show you the ropes. And she did. And fo- she is so happy right now because she had her fan photo with Jensen. And now he just released those photos, of those promo photos for the boys. Soldier Boy. Woo. Woo. Um the friend that we're talking about, she cried.
0: She had the after her photo, she went in the bathroom and she had just like a full breakdown. And it's just it's so wonderful. And the as we like kind of mentioned earlier, the like build-up to meeting these people is just such a adrenaline rush. And like mm-hmm. afterwards you're so tired and if you have multiple photo ops a day which is like kind of how Jess and I do it your adrenaline goes up and down and up and down and up and down so at the end of the day like you're dead you are absolutely dead and you're so tired and um uh i i i have just like a little story so uh something that you have to be aware of especially now in this like i I'm, i don't want to say post covid but like covid awareness kind of situation that we're in is that there is something called con crud hmm. and you. And that was pre COVID. That was pre COVID. Like so many people touching everything and, and you're interacting with so many people and you're so close. Like you're so close to each other. You will get sick and that, that's just, that's just what happened to kind of just like go with it. Um, I had a photo op with a known germaphobe known germaphobe oh. at um wizard world right wizard world new york and i went by myself i was totally by myself and um they said while we were waiting in line like don't be offended like this person is not going to touch you that's just how he is um you know it, it's fine just just know that and he's got his arms around me and it's so nice and I, it was so unexpected and afterwards like i said thank you and he was like no like it's my pleasure it was just this Wonderful experience that I wasn't expecting. But then afterward, both of us were just like, you know, rubbing our hands with hand sanitizer. And it it was just it was really lovely. But con crud is real and it is uh, pretty intense. Uh, I have gotten sick after every single con I've been to.
1: And see, and sometimes like I usually don't get it right after, but there is a con season, if you will, where you just you know you're going to be in cons back to back and it's it, it really is so i think i've my body keeps going and then it crashes like it, it hold it sustains me until that last it's usually cuz usually con season like would end right after upfronts for a lull usually it was after upfronts and then it really didn't pick back up till september unless you're somebody who does the con season year round and you attend san diego comic con
0: And I have not attended San Diego Comic-Con, but our very own Jessica Marie has.
1: Well, I feel I definitely manifested that because I think because we had said we were having so much fun with the cons. And I go, you know what It would be so cool if I I would love to attend San Diego Comic-Con one day. However, I had stipulations. I was like, I will attend San Diego Comic-Con, but I will only attend if I have all-access badge, behind the stage, everything that I need. And I did, and it was amazing. Oh, and I said, I was like, and, I, and it will be for work. I said, I didn't want to go as a fan. I said, I want to go for work. And it happened, and it's amazing. And it's a completely different experience because, for me, I'm not waiting. I'm like, <laughs> I just, you know, it, it, it's, it. there is... <laughs> Terrible, terrible sense of entitlement that comes with it. And I know it's for work and I just want to be like, move. But I've definitely I I appreciate it. I've worked hard for it, whatever. And and, but then having that same privilege at New York Comic Con after spending 10 years or whatever it was prepping for those behind the scene moments. And then I would have to leave the work to go, hey, can you go to the show floor? We need you to pick up blah, 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 blah. To know that layout, it felt like Laura had prepped me for, I was like, it felt like a marathon when marathoners are just training the whole year for their one big one. I go, Laura has, she has prepped me for 10 years. I got
0: this. I have this. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm still not entirely familiar with how um, the Javits Center
1: is like set up. I, it, It's still confusing to me. Well, I feel like it, it has changed some and part of it's because it's gotten as big as it has so they've done shifting and that's another thing with the cons and no matter where you are if you, it, at least with the creation you had your assigned seats so you can you could venture wherever you went to you knew where your seat was going to be for the whole weekend but if there's panels at depend again depending on the con some people will if they want to see a panel, and again you learn this the hard way, you're like, I just want to see this first episode of this pilot for CW, and so you wait in line. But what you don't realize, and I remember this happened with The Walking Dead one year, is I wanted to see like rain, whatever, like I wanted to see rain or something, and I couldn't get in because the room was at capacity. Why was it at capacity? Because people had been camping out in that that hall since nine ten o'clock in the morning for a panel at seven, eight o'clock at night. Like that's wild to me. And it was really unfortunate because here you are as an individual con goer, again, learning the ropes, getting the experience of, oh, I can't just like watch it for 45 minutes, whatever the panel is and leave. No, because you had everybody else who was camping out. And that's where the the minimum two-party system in con life is super helpful because you could have somebody kind of sit down and you can go do this. Or if you need to get out of line to to, to kind of have a checks and balances to, to help each other out is really helpful.
0: So you, you bring that up. And that makes me think of our wonderful story of New York Comic Con. You and I, we wanted, I wanted to see the magicians cast Because I had read the books for the magicians and you had no idea what that was. And you wanted to see uh, Contagion, which... Oh, right. uh, And they just so happened to be back to back in the same room. And that, that was just like... Serendipitous. It was just fantastic. So we, we got in there and we had our seats and we were able to watch the pilot episode of Contagion, which I mean, got canceled after one season, but you know, that is what it is. And that's like Julie Plaque and everybody. That was very cool. And then why? Maybe
1: we don't want to revisit Contagion as we're still in a COVID year. (laughs) Yeah, for real. For real.
0: But after that, it was the Magician's cast and they, that was their first like outing. Um, that was the first time they were meeting everybody and we got to, to like see. And it wasn't even
1: a huge, it wasn't even like a panel. It it was just a room. Think of like a tiny conference room.
0: Yeah. And they were, they were like up kind of on this like step and they had tables and the mics and they were all there and they were so happy to be there and they were so nice. And just, I think afterwards you were like, I'm going to watch this show because I love, I love
1: what I saw there. And that's, I think that's so important for talent to do. And like what we were discussing, seeing, having those real human experiences, those human interactions, it's, why wouldn't you want to support somebody who give, who gives you a a positive experience? If that's not how they acted, I would have been like, fuck this. Hope you hope you get canceled, and I've I know between upfronts we've definitely said like, good luck after one episode you're gonna get canceled, and because if you're because the whole lead up, especially before a, a new show, is those first impressions and those fan impressions, especially when you bring a book to the to the screen, whether it's the big screen or small screen, a niche fandom is only going to carry you so far you know, the reason it's being adapted is because you need to kind of have a larger, broader audience. Um, So I guess that really will contribute to how everything starts translating from book talk and beyond. So if we're going to talk
0: about like logistics and how cons work, let's let's talk about how cons work. So you have all the different tickets and, you know, you have general and, and you have VIP tickets. And then there's this other category that is your VIP for one specific guest.
1: Ah, VIP.
0: VIP, but for one specific guest. And that's where it gets like tricky. So if you're VIP for one specific guest, then you have most of the like general VIP um, perks, I guess. Yeah, perks, that's the word. But you get to be first in line for your person in autographs and pictures. And a guarantee for yeah. those
1: things, also
0: guarantee no matter what. If you're just like general VIP, even if you have a photo op and you're VIP, if you're not VIP for that person, you're still in the general like line in most cases. So it, it's it's tricky, it's weird, but I have to say, and I know this is like my privilege talking. I always get VIP tickets and I wait until the con has been open for a little bit and then just like go right up to the VIP check-in and there's no line, there's no waiting. I just like get my stuff and then I stroll in, get my map, I get oriented and, and I do it that way because I don't want to, this is just like me in my general life. I don't want to be stressed about anything at all. So if I can make it as easy as possible, that's what I'm going to do. So that is how I approach like con life and I think it's really important Because like your photo ops with celebrities are two seconds, three seconds, maybe. Uh, You can get a little bit longer with celebrities. If you do an autograph line, you have like maybe a a couple sentence conversation.
1: Unless you're Carrie Ellies, right? Do you remember he had like that... Tented off area. He always has a tented off area. I've never, I've never done a meet and greet. I've never done an autograph with him because sometimes, sometimes it's just human curiosity where you just, you just kind of want to peek and see what's going on, but you don't want to actually kind of invest into it. And that's just kind of been my, you know, everybody loves him, obviously, for different reasons. Because, like, for me, it's the Princess Bride. But for some people, he's very big, like, with, in horror cons because of being in the Saw series. Everybody has, a, you know, and that's the cool thing about cons. Everybody has a different reason why they love different people. Um, but I never, I've never gotten to, you've, you've met him, right?
0: I, I did. And you, he, he takes you in there and he has this, like, full on conversation with you. Oh. And, it, and it's, and you're, you're there like by yourself, like, you know, and you approach by yourself and it's tented off and everybody's like kind of separate. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know what to say to you. Like I have like maybe two sentences in my head that I have rehearsed that I'm going to say to you. But then he just like starts talking and you're like, I, I don't know what to say. I'm going to like sound stupid. So then you're just like, okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> and you kind of like run away.
1: <laughs> I, I see. He's so I nice. Like he's so nice. I feel like that. I, I think I'll never grow past my inferiority complex. I am not the main character in my own life, and it's especially if 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 there's talent and they're talking to me and and I think that you, and I think he's attractive, I revert to you know third grade Jessica. I couldn't talk to my crushes. I still can't talk to my crushes. And if you're attractive on top of that, I'm fucked. Like how am I? <laughs> <laughs> like how am I supposed to carry on in the, and 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 then you of course you see somebody like some of these guys like think about when before Ace Comic Con was a thing those MCU boys did all those wizard worlds you want me to formulate a sentence with somebody from the S, like from the MCU like even now I'm just kind of like how 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 I'm a grown adult and I'm supposed to talk to a boy? <laughs> That's how
0: it So, we have a really fantastic celebrity story that we will share with all of you that involves our friend that had the breakdown at the Supernatural convention because she was just so
1: happy to meet Jensen. Ah, <gasps> go ahead, Jess. Okay. So, we this is Rhode Island Comic Con. The reason Rhode Island Comic Con started was because we went to New York Comic Con that year, and we were just we at that point we went to go just to like let's just check it out. We weren't loving the vibe. We weren't loving the lineup. It just wasn't. It was weird. It just didn't feel like New York Comic Con because you had to buy your tickets before they announced the guests. That is when that first year. Yeah, it was the first year they did that. So. That was just like... It kind of fell flat. But we had our tickets. So we're like, let's just check it out. See who's there and go from there. Um, Then we find out about Rhode Island Comic Con. And our friend, she was living in Rhode Island. She was pursuing her doctorates. We were like, well, let's make this like a weekend thing. Not only did we find out about Rhode Island Comic Con. They had... Even though it was the mess organization-wise. That lineup was amazing. That's... I mean paled in comparison to New York Comic Con. I don't even remember if I got maybe I got one op. I don't remember at Rhode Island Comic Con? No, at New uh, York Comic Con. I don't
0: remember I don't anything remember, about that year. Yeah.
1: I just don't remember anything about that year. I just remember oh, Rhode Island we should do this one. We made it a thing. Um we went up and there were certain things. Oh, Rick and Morty had come out that year. It was the first season of Rick and Morty. So whatever timeline that is if you guys are following you all are following. I'm going to really try to be better about using, <laughs> not being so general with uh, terms. Um, and we and Jason Momoa was on the on the list. He had Game of Thrones had started, but he wasn't really being talked about. Aquaman wasn't out but you and I and he wasn't even confirmed for Aquaman yet I think there was just discussions so we said let's let's get Jason Momoa you got the cast photo of Supernatural like all like the B members so you had Bobby and you had the ghost hunters um you had oh why can't I think of their names the mom and the daughter Ellen and Joe Joe yeah yeah so yeah. it was just like this, like, B, like the B team. All group of them, yeah. Photo. It was basically it, everybody except,
0: um, uh, like Mark and JJ and, yeah. Misha, yeah. Yeah.
1: So it was so fun. And so again, because they were so disorganized, we had, we were like, Let, let's just go. It'll be a Saturday. We can just chill, kind of walk around, whatever. We just have, here's the times that we just have to be in a certain place. And so. We go to get our photo ops with Jason Momoa. We also did his autograph. We did the photo op. And our friend, who she didn't have a photo op, and he's drinking. She's drinking. Yeah, she is drinking. We're in the, we're now we're in the photo op area that we were talking about earlier in the episode, where usually it's supposed to be like this two second thing. N- she doesn't have a ticket. She's really just hanging. He's intera- He winds up stopping the photos and talking to her. He goes, Oh, what are you doing? And she's like, Oh, I'm just here for the, for, I'm just here to drink. Like, do whatever you need to do. They start talking about how he's just here to drink. Also, they're cheersing. And it's, and we're just standing in the background. Like, D- what, what is going on? It was so exciting. We were so excited for her. And even now when she tells the story, she goes, nobody believes that we're just, I'm just cheersing Drago. We were there. We were there. Because we're just frozen. Like, what is going on?
0: He's a gorgeous man in person. Oh, my God. He's so big and tall and happy and wonderful in person. It just... Oh Happy. my gosh! That is
1: the part. Like whatever you and that was it had to be like one of his first con experiences. Whatever it was, he was in a good. Because sometimes I feel like maybe cons can jade some talent, you know. Especially with, I'm sure for some people, there's an ego boost of like, oh my tape, my line is bigger than your line. <laughs> you know, it's just it was. I went to Rhode Island Comic Con with Eddie one year. And it was like, Joey Fatone's table was empty, but the guy from Ghost Hunters or Practical Impractical Jokers was like, oh, <laughs> I just felt so bad. And I didn't go to the table and I was an Instinct girl, like Laura was Backstreet Boy. So we, we're still friends despite our rivalry. <laughs> um I could not make myself go, because that goes with that adrenaline rush we were talking about. I go, I've loved NSYNC my entire life. Like, I can't, that is one, I how, how am I just supposed to say hi? Please sign my first CD. It's just very, But that's the person that I am. I, that's just my personality. You have people who will just talk to a wall and not be nervous. And not be nervous. That's the thing. I'm thinking back to
0: Rhode Island Comic Con and the guest. That's where I got Selma Blair. Random. What was she doing? What is she? I don't even know. Uh, yeah, Selma Blair. And I got the entire original cast. I mean, minus obviously RIP of, um, the Power Rangers. Like that. I mean, just this uh, Skinner from X Files. And, um, he, he, he had an individual table, uh, for X Files and like just, wild that was a wild random con experience i have to say would Hmm.
1: you was that the year Uh, maybe not but that was around the same time i guess it was when you were talking about the new york comic-con where there was a really big con shift oh definitely where cons went from a comic con world and like those those fandoms that had negative stigmas or like the stigma that comes with being a fan of comics and quote unquote nerd things and then everything's everything had a con you know and it was like i'm trying i mean you you could probably be like a coloring book con and there would be a con for that like i feel like that's where that like everything had a con at some point
0: yeah and i feel like the shift so at that one we we're saying like Selma Blair was there like she I can't think of anything off the top of my head that she was in that would be like nerdy that would get her there. Um, you know, Christy Swanson was there. She's the original Buffy. Um, like the Power Rangers, they were there. Like Skinner from, you know, X-Files, like Supernatural, like those people. There was an actor that was very popular in the 90s. He was there. Um, that you was know, this is the one that hit on you? No, no. No, that was that was a different one. This one
1: <laughs> That was a different so one.
0: There's so Yeah, the, the... There was a that was a different one. But like this other, act, you know, this actor was there and like he he was big on a TV show in the 90s. So like he could, you know, be there. And I feel like the shift happened too, where like movie stars ended up showing up and, and like ones that you wouldn't expect. I remember New York Comic Con one year had five hundred dollar photo ops with Sylvester Stallone. And oh, it was just like,
1: do you remember that? It was like, I remember that.
0: Like, really? And people were paying. Yeah, people were paying that. It's just like, oh, okay, okay. But this goes back
1: to the, this goes back to you know the people who are there for the fans and there or there to make a quick buck.
0: Oh, for because example. Because let's not
1: forget, especially if things are happening at the table, you can't pay card, at mm-hmm. least t- like when we've been going. It's cash only. Cash because only. Because they can walk away with that. And, mm-hmm. Sure, they have to, like, if, you, if you've ever, like, been a server, like, I remember we'd have cash tips. You have to claim a percentage of it, but it's cash. You can't really track that. Um, or, like, and not, not even to be sketchy, but, like, you think of mom and pop places who have, like, their kids working, like, at 12, you know, bringing out, like, a plate of pasta. It, you know, it just it happens, and you can't claim the cash, so, like, how, how are you going to tax You can't say if something was $10 or $11. So you say it's $10. You know, I just feel like I assume, I assume, I don't know anybody, you know, I don't know their financial standings as celebrities, that it's a quick buck that they don't have to, they don't have to write taxes on completely.
0: So, Jesse, I know that you know this story. There was a celebrity that I went to uh, Wizard World Philly for, and he is a very famous actor. And at the time he was like moderately famous and he took 500 pictures making the exact same face. And it was like, <gasps> yeah, I
1: know where we're going with this yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was dead. It was a, it's a dead face. He didn't want to be there. He didn't touch anybody. He didn't talk to anybody. It was like standing with a cardboard cutout would have been a better experience because at least then you could have done like a funny pose or something. But like <laughs> it was it was awful. It was so terrible and it was like embarrassing for everybody. Didn't you call him out on his shit too? I called him out on it. I was like, "You know, you could smile." And and he didn't he, was, he didn't he didn't say anything. He was just like, "Okay." And then you go to the table to pick up your picture, right? Because that's part of the the comm process, you you go through, you have your picture taken, and then you have to um, kind of stock the tables where they print out your pictures to to get them. And everybody's there. And you just saw, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pictures where he's just, like, so miserable. And it's like, okay, like, you are making so much money. And and it's awful for everybody involved. Like,
1: uh. you, and, and the other thing is, like, you're making money. You don't have to be here if you don't want to. And then the other part is like, well, like we said earlier, you're an actor. How about you act for this money? You know, and that's and thank God that they've actually been better about the photo process because you'd have to wait out. Even if if you could have just gone to the con, had your op at 10 a.m. and that's all you wanted. You're still lingering around. You used to just linger around and now it you know, based on technology and everything, you're walking out in your pictures, printing out. But I remember there would be con days where, you know, even if you had ops on a Sunday, you were just exhausted. And you would say, like, my mental health and physical health is not worth me going for a second day. And I just ran on exhaust for 10 years. So I was like, oh, I'll go. I'll pick up whatever you need to. And I would also go back and look at the table to see where your photo ops were.
0: And I remember specifically there was a Wizard World, uh, Philadelphia, where it was The Walking Dead. You know, it was very popular at the time.
1: Oh, every time The Walking Dead is involved, it's a fucking shit show. There were so many people
0: that were there for the cast of The Walking Dead that Stephen Amell, his pictures, which were taken earlier in the day, were bumped back in priority for printing. So what ended up happening is the con closed at 10 o'clock. They took everybody out and closed the doors and people were like, where are my pictures? Where are my pictures? And um, they were printing them in the back and people like were coming out and just like dumping pictures on tables uh, because of the backlog. And it was just like the worst experience. And that was the con right before I went to Wizard World New York. It was like the next weekend or like a little bit after that.
1: Yeah, Wizard World, and they—I'm still surprised, but part of me maybe fiscally not—that um, they can't—they stopped doing Wizard World New York and solely, I mean, solely focused on Wizard World Philly.
0: Yeah, which was sad. I really liked Wizard World New York. It was in a cool location. It was—it was a
1: lot of fun. Wasn't it? I feel like it was in Alphabet City or something.
0: I don't. It was on the. It was uh, in the docks. It was over, yeah. yeah, so I don't know. It, it wasn't was... at
1: Javits. That's No, 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 no,
0: no, no, no. Uh, yeah, no, it was cool. It was cool. Um, yeah, it was just, it was a weird, yeah, it was just a really weird experience being the Walking Dead. Um, Jess, so I, I feel like we should start talking about like what needs to be in your comb bag and everything like that. But before we do that, do you have a favorite, um, no, let me reword this. Has there been a photo op where you have cried after?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I have I have two, and I, I'm thinking of it right now that I refuse, cause it's like the photo is packed away, and I never want to look at it again, but it's still ingrained in my head. Is that, are those bad tears or happy tears? Bad tears. Bad tears. Bad okay. tears. Bad tears. I don't think I have a happy tears one. Maybe it was a supernatural one, I want to say, as well. but I didn't have happy tears i don't think i've ever cried at a con i freaked out i freaked out over matt smith because he was you know he's my favorite doctor and i've definitely freaked out over him yeah because i remember they had because that was our photo op with karen gillen and him and i was He is my favorite doctor, and she is my favorite companion. And I was just so excited. And I just couldn't. And then they had to retake the photo. So we had to stay there, just in this awkward group shot. Like right next to them. Yeah. It was just, oh, I just remember being so geeked out over that in Nathan Fillion because
0: that's mine. I bring that up because I was thinking, and I cried after I got a group shot with the cast of Firefly. (gasps) Um, That That was at
1: Philly, right?
0: That was Was at Philly. Philly? That was at Philly. It was at the same con where Sam and I got Stan Lee and, um, you know, RIP. And yeah, Sam was with me for Firefly. And it was everybody except Nathan because at the time, Nathan was rumored to be trying out for Ant-Man at the time. Oh, yeah. It was a
1: while ago. It was a while ago. And I can't, um, I can't imagine him as Ant Man. Is that weird? No,
0: yeah, okay. I, I can't either. But that then the, that was the rumor. I don't think that's confirmed, but like that was the rumor at the time. Like he wasn't there. Uh, he was supposed to be, but everybody else, everybody else was there. And just uh, like we got there, and and we took the picture, and like afterwards, like I just I like, started shaking, and I just started crying. I was like, oh my god! Like that's all of them except Nathan. But like. All of that It was just. It was so wonderful. And like later, um, you know, you and I got Nathan, and he was sweaty.
1: Sweaty Nathan. But sweaty Nathan. Night. You know what? And you know what? It's funny because you say these group shots, and you're you you can't help. It's like it is an adrenaline rush, and sometimes it just you crash right afterwards because it's not so much about the. T- it really is a moment that's captured. Because of the the bigger association that comes with the photo op. it's not just, oh, I'm here's a photo of me with this cast. it's it's deeper than that, you know, and maybe that goes with like all of our it, you know, maybe this is why we're like, oh well, maybe it's like a, it's a whole therapy thing that we joke about on on book talk. but it, it is a bigger thing because there's so much association with it. and I still regret that I never did One Tree Hill Con. that is still like this, my favorite show. To this day, it is a comfort. I almost, I can finish it, and I'm ready to rewatch it. Everybody has those shows. Um, I've, ne- I've, I've met them, certain ones here and there, but like they could be working on a different project. I give zero fucks about that project. I just know you as this person, you know. And I'm sorry, but like Stephen Colletti's character on One Tree Hill, like he will always be Stephen from Laguna Beach, you know. That'll stiffen. But that there's just it's it's so much bigger than just, oh, I met this person. And I think there is also something special because that you can get that excited about these people that you've met, too, because we have, you know, and even outside the con circuit, you know, just being in entertainment, we meet a lot of people. And I think that that can desensitize a lot of people after a while. And some people can be super blasé about it. Um I think there's just something so special when you get to meet a person, even if you've met other people, and you still get excited about it. So the last con that
0: I went to was uh, Munich, you know, like German Comic Con, uh, which was, it feels like forever ago.
1: Well, because it was forever ago. Nothing happened in 2020. (laughs)
0: This is true. This is all true. Uh, I met some really cool people. Uh, You know, Battlestar Galactica is one of my favorite shows, so I got to meet some of the people from Battlestar Galactica. I got... Uh, Cersei from Game of Thrones and I got some Legends of Tomorrow people but the most random kind of story that I'll share and then you know we can go on to what's in our combags, bags but I only had like a straight up 100 euro bill which is like not really helpful <gasps> <laughs> and um Casey Cott was there from Riverdale and <laughs> I went up and I was like I like can I want an autograph and his autograph was like 35 euros and I was like can you can you break this hundred and Casey pulled out his own wallet and like took my money and then just like gave me change I was just like this this is so nice like thank thank you like I I'm not a huge fan but like you're here and I wanted to like support you but weird it
1: was so weird oh this goes back to individual experiences because you're, and this could also like tie into like life and a bigger picture, your individual experience with that person is very different than other individual experiences I've heard people have with that person. And again, it's completely different because I've had the same thing. I remember I met somebody in Central Park. Somebody goes, is that so-and-so? And I go, oh my God, it is. And we asked for a picture. It was super nice. We It was fine. He kept walking. I kept walking. And then somebody I heard they go, he was nice to you. I go, well, why wouldn't he be? <laughs> you know. And then you find out that it's just everybody's interaction is different. So
0: we cannot praise con life enough. It is, it is just the best. And I miss it. And I cannot wait to really uh, reintegrate into con life when I move back to the states. And um, all the cons, all the cons.
1: It'll be interesting to see how everything is kind of how things. I don't want to say reassimilate, but like everybody reacclimates to con life because it's been over a year, and in that year, they've kind of tailored con life to be in a virtual capacity right now.
0: It has, it has. Uh, before we get into what cons kind of look like now with
1: everything, con- Jess, what is in your con bag? Okay, as right off the bat, I will say, as somebody who suffers from migraines, peppermint oil. Because it's like a homeopathic thing, um, you put it on your temples. I put it under my nose, like like how you would with like Vicks Vapor Rub or something, um, and put it on your pressure points. Because I mean, there has I, I can remember one of the New York Comic Con specifically. I had just had to leave. I couldn't I couldn't muster through it anymore because my migraine was so bad. Um, but that has kind of helped me chug along. Um, that's the first thing. Band aids, battery chargers. Um, oh, huge person of bike shorts under a dress. You're gonna be waiting. I don't want to like. Yeah, I could be a lady and cross my legs, whatever. No, I want to be comfortable. I have no idea how long this is going. Shorts are going under that dress because yes, I when I go to a con, I am always in a dress. I don't wear jeans. I don't wear pants. I don't wear leggings. I am in an out. I am in a look.
0: <laughs> I think the number one thing in my con bag is deodorant. Deodorant oh, is key because you're nervous, you're sweating, you know, your boobs are sweating, your armpits are sweating, you're sweating everywhere. So deodorant. Uh, A little trick that I picked up is small perfume samples, like a roll-on. And if you are worried at all about how you smell or like you're going to be putting your arms around somebody and you're just like uncomfortable, roll a little bit of that perfume on your shoulders and like you smell it and you just like feel better and you feel like calm. And something that is not talked about that Jess, you and I both know the importance of, bring a bag you know, preferably a backpack, but, you know, bag, you know, might change, you know, their policies might change now, but bring a bag that fits a like school uh folder, because in that folder, you are going to put your photos and your autographs and, and this is key, you want to have the plastic um like inserts and they sell them at cons, but they usually sell them for five bucks a pop. So you want to like get them somewhere else to slide your pictures and your autographs into to keep them from bending.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I found a con that was selling them for a dollar a piece. Those page protectors. And I was just having a conversation with the person and she goes at cost. They're 25 cents. They're 25 cents. So she goes, I'm she goes, I'm already making a 75 cent profit by selling these for a dollar and you have these vendors selling them for five dollars a pop so they're so they're already making knowing that you know you have 25 cents they're already making four dollars and 75 cent profit per page protector so just knowing that i i've bulked up I've bulked up. I think I've even like, do you need some? I, I, I'm, I have now I have too many and I don't have enough cons to go to. We'll fix that problem. But they're also great for just if I have to send something like, oh, I think I think for you, I was sending something autographed for you. And I said, look, I have it in this page protector because you were coming from New York and you were traveling to Germany. I go, I obviously would have put it in a frame, but that's not international. <laughs> that's not convenient for international travel. So I just they're great for transportation <laughs> also
0: in a combag, bag a, a change of shoes uh preferably you get hot foot i don't know if anyone's aware of hot foot when your feet are just so completely hot and you just have to take your shoes off so uh when you're leaving like some sort of flat or sandal to like air your feet out um and just like if you're in heels
1: or like sneakers or anything so
0: those are absolutely key and then just you have a story
1: Oh yeah, so my story is a shower cap and I know it sounds really silly. So we do like we were saying, we do our hair, we want to look cute for our photos, but the weather doesn't always cooperate. So I learned, if we've learned anything, if you go to a con, whatever you wear all everything goes, right? So my story was I put a shower cap on and I'm thinking, well, what people are going to Again, I'm like, people are going to think this is weird. Why am I wearing a shower cap? But my trick was I brought like a flip-flop, like a chancla. So somebody was asking me, that, like, if somebody asked, why do you have a shower cap on, my quote-unquote cosplay was my Spanish grandmother. Like, <laughs> you can't question me with a shower cap and a chancla in my hand that just like walking around. And it's a flip flop, so I can just throw it back in my con bag when I'm done, which is what I did because then I got to my destination. I took my shower cap off and I, I paid for that, um, the shower cap that's lined with the terry cloth. So it takes all the humidity also. And I was, and my hair looked good. I was so excited because I used, to, I think it was one of the weekends I had. I think you weren't going for this day, but I was meeting I, I was meeting one of our friends and he goes, What are you doing? And I was like, BAM! <laughs> he just started laughing at me. He goes, Why would you wear I go, it's raining out. My hair is done. It took me a long time to curl this hair. Fantastic. <laughs> but it's a stupid story, but it's it's one of those things that you learn that not everybody's going to tell you. You have your own experiences that, you know, it's like some people, I think, even started bringing those those neck pillows to cons, mm-hmm. not because um, they were taking a nap in line, but because if they were looking down reading, it was just more comfortable. Because that's where everybody's catching up on their fix in line. Oh, yeah. And uh, handheld fans, too, because sometimes oh, you can get like overheated. You were really good about that with the German Comic Con, where you had your fan and everybody... It was something that you didn't think until you saw somebody else have it at one con, you, you just kind of grow. It's all alert. Mm-hmm. You kind of grow off of each other, too. Yeah, and then you have that in
0: your con bag, and then you can help anybody that needs help. And that that's really what it is. It's about the, the community and the experience together, and you're all there to love the same things. So we know that because of COVID, cons have been a little bit different. And Jess, you have some info on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it was more along the lines of talking to someone who had been actively participating in the con, the virtual con scene because of COVID. And I just had some questions because go like, how does it work? Do you really get the con experience? She goes, it makes you miss the con experience. It's more along the lines of something to do, but she said some of the cons would have, you know, free panels and you could just submit like, I guess like a chat for a Q and a for the moderator to have, um, the moderator to have questions to the talent. It, you know, it just kind of reminded me of remember at the beginning of the pandemic where everybody was trying to come together to just make just create entertainment not in a content creator sense the way you have on social media or you have like social media stars but it was really just we're all stuck how can we all entertain each other um You have some people who really relied on the con circuit for their source of income. I mean, there have been talent interviews. I can't remember the article that was shared on Twitter a few years back where people, popular people like from Firefly would say it was more cost effective for them to make money at a con for two days than to actively keep working as an actor, Which is, you know, you are cashing in on nostalgia, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, you have you have a family to take care of. You need to, you know, bank isn't going to say it's okay. We'll pay for your groceries, you know. And I thought that was really interesting. So you have people who are relying on these virtual cons as a source of income, and so they started doing the Zoom chats, and you know, and then I guess stuff that was similar to cameo where you can ask for exclusive messages to be recorded and you can interact with. I, again, this goes back to just like me, I would love to know how it's not awkward. Because even if you think of your autograph table, you should just say, hi, how are you? Um, thank you. And you keep going. To have a full-on conversation, that stresses me
0: out. Well, and we were talking, uh, so Jess and I are fans of the Roswell Roswell, New Mexico, and one of our favorite people on Roswell is Michael. Michael um, Vlamis is the actor, and he has his own merch shop, and his merch is fantastic. I, I have a lot of it, but he was selling meet and greets, and it was like a five minute like Zoom chat, and um, he would record some of them and like post them, and you know everybody's very happy. But like I never bought one because like as you said, what do you say besides like I love you? I I love what you're doing. I'm a big fan. Uh,
1: I'm going to crawl into a hole now. Right. And you know, it's funny because some of these zoom recordings, like the zoom, like, Oh, you have a time limit to talk to somebody. They'll give you like a two minute window. And if you've ever interacted with somebody, um, 30 seconds. Seems like a long time. 10 seconds. Seems like a long time. So the idea of having a two minute conversation with somebody that you don't want to freeze up. And also you want to be mindful of, how many times are they go have they probably already answered the question that you probably have? I mean sometimes I mean maybe this is just me being neurotic. The amount of panels like when i when I really was on my my arrow high um that I watched of other cons panels at other cons, so I knew what not to talk about again, that's like <laughs> totally my personality of being neurotic about something sometimes it was just. How, because you want to be mindful. And I would think that a journalist also probably I would like to think a journalist would do that um, to do their research. So they're not because I, I sat in on something um recently and the talent said, oh, I can tell you haven't you haven't seen this interview or I can tell you haven't read my book in the middle of the interview. I was mortified for this journalist because I'm watching this interview I mean, good for her for calling her out on her ship because then you have, on, on you know, me as somebody who does prep for my own interviews. If I know who I'm interviewing, I'm researching everything about them. So that way they go, oh, you looked me up. And I'm, I'm not making it a secret because you probably looked me up, too. You would think that there would be some research there. So the person you're interviewing isn't calling you out on it. Oh, how embarrassing. How embarrassing. And it, it, it wasn't just like this behind the scenes uh, thing for work. It was recorded live for an audience and I'm just like, oh, you know, oh, yeah. cringe,
0: Ugh. cringe, such cringe. Um, this has been a long episode and we are aware of that. So um, we have a lot of stories like this and we have a lot of experiences like this. So if y'all are interested, we could do
1: more con life stories. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and there's still more. I mean, especially since we do focus a lot of books on books here, there's book cons, you know, and that that could be its own conversation. And we will we'll we'll tap it out here. Sorry to our editor. Sorry to you all for listening. Um, But that's that's kind of what fandoms are about. We can talk for hours about anything. Right. So <laughs> feel free to follow us on. Instagram at Acafé podcast and we're both on TikTok Acafé Laura Acafé Jessica and we'll wrap this up real quick now bye <laughs> okay. thank you so much for listening
0: this has been such a fun episode bye